0: guests
1: here today in our podcast, uh, we, we brought in some friends of ours that we actually met in Taipei, funny enough, uh, we went to the embassy and then we just ran into each other and then we've been hanging out ever since then, so we thought we'd just bring them in and, you know, introduce themselves and tell them the story, but, you know, it is what it is. So, on my right, it is... Lo Amo, um, Fayo,
2: I'm from South Africa, and I'm from P.E., in South Africa. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I work I live in Taiwan. I've been here for almost four years now. And next to me is my wife.
3: Yes, hi. Hi everyone. It's so exciting to be here. Um, <laughs> um, my name is Le um, I'm from Johannesburg. And yes, we moved to Taiwan about almost yeah, four years
1: ago. Yeah, and how are you guys liking it?
0: Hmm. Liking it.
1: Well, okay, I know that's a heavy <laughs> one. So
2: maybe I should. I mean, we down. yeah, Taiwan is an interesting place. I think. I think it's kind. It grows on you. Um, it's not home in terms of like it's not specific. right. Yeah, yeah. It's not South Africa. You you can feel. Like comfortable in Taiwan but also I think being a foreigner it's like you know you're not at home yeah you know you know there's always that thing that you know I'm not from here everybody else knows you're not from here yeah because also we're black so it's true they can see it but yeah I mean I've grown to like certain things about Taiwan obviously some things I don't like I think that's fair to say for for anywhere, for anywhere or any place. you true. Sure. That's true. But for the most part, I mean, I've been here all this time, and I'm still here. So obviously, the benefits outweigh the you know, the, the negatives. The, the negatives. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's different. It's definitely different. It's very urban. I was not prepared for that. It's concrete yeah. Jungle. Definitely a concrete jungle. Yeah. I was... I'm from P.E. It's a small... You know, it's really small. It's a small town. It's a big town, but it's a small town.
1: Have so, you yeah. traveled anywhere else in the world? Like, this is your first time traveling out of the country and came to Taiwan? No,
2: I've actually... Because actually... I've traveled been, a lot yeah. in, in South Africa.
1: Yeah.
2: So, you know, I've seen different places. Like, like I was born in Cape Town. Yeah. And I have a lot of family in Cape Town. So, I've been to... I've been, I've been to, like, many cities, all the, all the provinces, many cities. Yeah. And also, we've traveled, before we came, before the first time we came to Taiwan, we traveled to the States for about three weeks. We were in Atlanta and Georgia. Yeah. That was, you know, that oh, was yeah, really sorry, my first right. time, like, out. Oh, yes. And I was like, wow. And I mean, it wasn't even the fact of being in America. It was more like, just the whole, like, I've been on a plane before. Yeah, but like domestic travel, especially South African domestic travel, which is like, it's like getting on a bus, really. <laughs> Compared to like international travel, where you're like, where the security is real. Yeah. You know, yeah. People taking off belts and shoes, and and especially traveling to America, you know, now with the all the after 9/11, obviously. Yeah. The, the new procedures procedure, security procedures. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was crazy, and I've also having I've because I traveled through Europe, my layover was in in Amsterdam. Oh, and so, true. yeah, and then going there and having to go through their security, yeah.
1: And Did just they have layaway. Do, do you have to wait?
2: Yeah, I, I had to. I had to stay there for I can't remember how long it was. But the funny thing is, this is a side story. But when I got to Amsterdam, they wouldn't let me on the plane. This is crazy. This is the first. Imagine this: you're a black young person from South Africa, first time traveling out of the country. Hmm. You get to Amsterdam. You're, you're, ner- you're nervous, excited, all of those emotions. Right. I get there and this lady's like, uh, show me, you know, credentials. Show me your ID. Yeah. Show me your visa. Yeah. You know, who are going to see? And I'm like, lady, first of all, I'm in Amsterdam. Like, I, I was actually a half pistol because I was like, I'm not even coming to your country. I'm going to America. Like, right. I don't know why you interrogate. She was why interrogating me. Yeah. She, I even went to the point of where I had to switch on my phone. And show her WhatsApp messages between me and the person I'm visiting. Okay. And say this is my friend. She lives in America, and this is who I'm going to visit. This this is my visa. This is I had to do all of that proof. Show pictures that I actually have pictures with this person. (laughs) That's how deep it was before they let me onto the plane.
0: That's extreme. This is
2: in Amsterdam. It's not even. I'm not even in America yet. I haven't even left Europe, and they wouldn't let me on the plane unless I proved. That but I was now, actually legit going there. Yes. And
1: the ticket that you had, it didn't even like it wasn't helping in any way that you need to go. I
2: don't know, I, I didn't understand what the point, because I have a ticket, I have a visa. Literally that should that's yeah, should be, that it, I should yeah be. you have your bag. Because the American embassy gave me the visa. Mm. Yes. So if they say I can come, who are you? Who are you, are you me to go? <laughs> in Amsterdam? You're not even American yourself. And actually what made her and maybe you should also talk now. What made her soften up. soften up was the background on my phone, was me and my wife now, yeah. and she was Asian, and this lady was a little bit Asian, a little bit Dutch, okay. and so when I opened my phone, I was like, oh cool, also this is like, I opened my phone and she was like, oh, and I was like, yeah, this is my girlfriend. And she was like, "Oh!" And then she smiled, and then from then on, our experience was pleasant. Oh, <laughs> but I was like, "Seriously?"
0: So if she wasn't there, so
2: now if so I had just terrible. my mom in the background, <laughs> it like, wouldn't it all. wouldn't have helped. It wouldn't have helped. It wouldn't have helped at all. But yeah, so so coming to Taiwan, I and I had we've we've been to Taiwan before because my wife's actually heritage is Taiwanese, her so parents are Taiwanese, and so we came to visit in 2015. Beginning 16. Yeah, and that's how we... After going to America, the next year, we came here. The same people, the three friends, we came to visit. It mm-hmm. was cool. And that's how we ended up here, because we came to visit, and then we were, it was a toss-up between do we find a way to move to Atlanta, or do we find a way to move to Taiwan? So yeah. That was actually the... There wasn't like a job lined up. No, like, while we you were just, like, you know, we were praying, we were planning, and we were like, we want to move you want to make a big international move. So, right.
0: was there a specific reason why you left South Africa?
2: For me, actually, I mean, it, who didn't, who didn't. I
3: think I think for 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 him, he always had a heart to move overseas. Okay. Yeah. Um, and just to I actually wanted to go
2: to South Korea. Yeah, for for
3: many many years like he wanted to go to South Korea and teach English as an experience. Um so when we first went to Atlanta together um we just like we kind of like it was like our first um, time traveling out of the country as a couple and and it was exciting it was fun and I know a lot of people you know have the experience where like oh I've traveled outside with my significant other and it didn't work out because you know yeah
2: there's a lot of pressure in you know
3: but we worked really well um and we had, yeah, we just enjoyed the experience in America for so much together. And so when we went back to South Africa, we were like, "Wow, we really want to maybe move somewhere together um, overseas." Mm-hmm. And so we, at that at that time, we were we were then looking at moving to Atlanta because the the friend that we, we went to visit, um, one of our good friends, like their family, just really took us in and like showed us around. And so we really we really like, grew to love Atlanta, I think, um, yeah, and so, when we came to visit here in Taiwan in 2015, beginning 2016, uh, we traveled around, and, and I think my husband then decided, like, hey, actually, instead of going to teach in, you know, wanting to, like, kind of like, when we, When we came to visit Taiwan it kind of awakened his dream of teaching overseas again um so that's kind of just how Mm -hmm. we how he started thinking about like okay maybe we can move maybe we can you know do something overseas um because he, had a,
2: he you had a job in South Africa. You had yeah, a, I had a government nice job. I had
3: a security, nice security
2: medical job. aid, housing subsidies,
1: housing. everything. everything
2: subsidies was was It was, oh. It was, it's one of those, like... And I also just want to encourage people to get out of that comfort zone. Because you get into it, mm-hmm. and you're like, government... Jo- and that's the thing, though. We grow up in South Africa, and as I feel like and I can speak for myself as a black young person in South Africa who grew up kind of like middle class-ish, you know, you grow up and all your parents want you to do is get a good job, get married, don't live too far, get that house and that car, you know. Especially yeah. as a guy. Yes. And you, Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you can come back home to check on your parents mm-hmm. and the grandkids are there and, if, and you just get your government job, get your housing subsidy, get your health, you know, subsidy, all of that stuff, and you're good. You just, and you just rotate that. That cycle, that cycle, all over and over again, and I, you know, and I could see that actually um, beginning to happen in my life. And of course, my parents—that's what they wanted. My mom was like, "Yes, this is this is perfect. You should do this." And so, when I decided to break out of that, it was tough because my parents, my mom's, my dad's like, "Whatever, do whatever you want, man. Go wherever you want." Because actually, my dad told me he is the one that started traveling. He's been to. uh, so many countries, mm-hmm. and he went to South Korea before the World Cup, went to South Korea. And oh, when fresh. he came back, he was like, oh, Asia is
1: the bomb.
2: If you ever want to go anywhere else, go there. And I was like, wow. Okay. And I think that kind of stuck with me, even though I was young at the time. Yeah. It was like 2000, uh, 2001 or something. I was oh, very young. Yeah. But that hit me. And he'd been, he'd been so many times. He'd been to Germany, Austria, America. Right. And so whenever he came back, he brought us stuff. But he when he came back from Asia, was so excited. And he was like, everything's happening there. But obviously, I forgot that. But then when I got to varsity and people's university, and people actually started leaving, because there was this big craze about teaching English overseas. Mm -hmm. And it was amongst... It it started, I think, maybe in the same generation as me or a little bit before, but it was people I knew. Mm -hmm. And so everyone was just like, yo, and I was like, this is... And I think traveling actually traveling and i encourage people to first travel before you move overseas Especially please, Asian yes please travel first have some experience of traveling is long. everything everything knowing how to deal everything. with yourself yeah, that's true. knowing how to deal with luggage knowing how to deal with communication and travel in another country, and how do oh, I, I buy things, how do I, yeah. yes, the main language, the culture's
3: different. different, the people, yes. Travel there different, the different, yes, yeah,
2: so it's temporary, where well, you know, you know what, I'm, you going to come back. I'm
0: going exactly. home, going
2: home after this, you know yeah. what I mean, so go, you no, know, that's the thing, go there knowing, because if you do it the first time, if you just move, Without any experience of traveling, you, you you probably won't even last. The that homesickness. Will-
0: yeah. Yes, the
2: homesickness will kill you. Mm. So go out, get some experience of traveling. Yeah, we
0: were quite lucky because we had each other. I think you guys were also quite lucky. Yeah. Oh, you, you need. had each other. So you I can imagine someone. what somebody. I,
2: yeah. You do. You, how
0: people are doing it out there all by themselves. It's a yeah,
2: a test. Yeah. also some people. You yeah. You probably will get to talk to yeah. as well. Yeah. Get to some. There people, are actually some. a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, some, yeah, but yeah. usually, usually most of the time, people like it's a friend of a friend of a
0: friend. Yeah, so you know something. Or a something cousin. You or something.
2: But you should always do it that way. If you venture out on your own, hey, it's gonna be rough, because things go wrong, and they will go wrong. It's not a matter of if, yeah. it's a when. True. Yeah. And it's a matter of what. And how something gonna go wrong. Yeah. And having people or having an experience of traveling, for instance, you might travel and lose your cell phone, but at least you know you're traveling temporarily. If you're traveling, you know. You have your plane ticket, you're gonna go home. So, even if you lose your cell phone and try and find a solution, at least you're going back home. So, even if your solution isn't, but at least you've had that experience. Now you travel here, there's no return ticket, you lose something, you lose your passport, you you lose everything. What are you gonna
0: do? You're
2: gonna panic because you've never, you know, you don't know how to handle yourself in this crazy situation.
0: So, So, did you guys have any teaching experience, like any prior teaching experience? Uh, mm. Did you know what to do? Like, how was the whole working here? Like, how was the whole experience for you? Did you know something? Oh, that's, before? that's interesting. Actually. And how's the teaching different from what you know and how you've been taught before to what you're teaching now well, and how you, you're doing now? I'm sorry, it's a very long question. It's a lot to think about. Triple
3: decker. So, I teach three year olds. And uh, that's kind of the, that's been the age group that I've been teaching since I've gone to Taiwan, and we entering into our fourth year. Um, and honestly speaking, it's, for me, it's totally different. So the, the school that we work for, like, I work in a, a private kindergarten, and it's a full day English. So I've been quite blessed in, to be in that environment, um, where everybody speaks English to you, even my co-workers who are. Uh, you know, Taiwanese, um, everybody has to speak English, so the, and the expectation is to always be speaking in English, so it's been really, really awesome to have that environment, especially you know, moving to Taiwan, um, granted that I can understand and can speak Mandarin, um, because of my background, my parents are Taiwanese, um, but it's been like, it's almost like, makes the experience much easier for me where i'm in this environment where everybody can speak english and at least i have that same common ground i guess um but teaching wise it's totally different because i don't think anywhere else in the world you are teaching kids that young and you you're not just teaching them you're not just teaching them um you know, like you're not just playing with them, but you actually like teaching them like educational stuff, like you know, like the alphabets, like teaching them how to write. Um, there's a lot of expectations with Asians.
1: Singing as well.
3: Singing, a like, lot of singing. It's just, it's just the us <laughs> expect- Just put that in there. <laughs> yeah. So the the expectation here is like, you know, I feel like it's like on steroids. Like I think any Asian country, because like you have these three, or they, you know. Our school, we they start from two year two year olds, and the expectation is like they eat by themselves. They even sleep at school. And they're they're at school. They're at the kindergarten the whole day, and they're like learning education or something, not just playing. And it's
0: very different from sorry to interrupt yeah. you from South Africa because I've actually had an opportunity to visit your school, and uh, the, the the Chinese teachers the helpers need to write down exactly what each child is doing every time, and that's not something we do in south africa yeah no, in south africa, sure.
2: they're in daycare yeah like, but
0: just I mean, coloring but coloring, the, the teacher doesn't write down no yeah, definitely. he went to the toilet three times yeah. Yeah. today he didn't finish his food yeah. you know everything is written to the t everything is always yes. to the t and Detailed. i think that's
3: something that's just so different when it come you know coming from south africa to, to teaching in taiwan is that the parents are firstly like how do I say it? Like I feel like the parents want, like they are hands on, but at the same time they're so busy that the teachers are basically the parents yes, as well. that's Exactly
1: what we're speaking of. Um, I mean, kids that young. Yeah, especially yeah, yeah.
0: So so right now the online thing is working because now parents get to be parents. Yes, exactly. So we don't like as
3: teachers we don't need to deal with behavior, but so you know in South Africa I didn't have any kind of form uh, like formal kind of. Um, you know, teaching teaching kids besides you know volunteering and working in Sunday school and with other kids. Um, so, honestly speaking, like coming to Taiwan was my first official official teaching teaching job, and there was like a lot of learning curve because firstly you're working with kids that young, you're working with another teacher, um, like another Taiwanese teacher in the classroom with you. Um, so, it, yeah, it was really really interesting, like what you. What you expect the kids to do, um, like, I mean, my my kids now they like they eat at school, they sleep at school, they they're very very independent, and that was something that I had to learn to um, understand when I first taught in
0: Taiwan. Okay, how about file? Hey, people, file is he's not just an ordinary teacher. He's in higher places. (laughs) We hear from people in the higher places. Can you tell us what you do? No, like seriously, because people just think you come to Taiwan and you just become a teacher and there's no sort of like promotion. You just come and you teach, but people need to know that. I know that you can't like work at other places or in different like career because of the language barrier, but in the teaching, you can be promoted to be something better. And, we look up to you because you made it there. So can you tell us what exactly it is you oh, do, oh. and how you get there? Now, people, listen. <laughs> what, an listen now.
1: what an intro! What an intro! it's not. I want an intro not, like no, that. It's not,
0: it's it's not I, that it's deep, like, but it yo, is.
1: Uh, I want an intro like
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: so basically, I'm in administration, and mm. yeah, and look, the title director is a big title, and but it's mostly. You know, I'm an administrator, I'm a manager, which is, it is a big deal, you it know, is. because most of us just teach, you know, we're kind of, to be honest, teaching over here is, it's a, it's a good paying job, it's a decent paying job, but it is, you know, you need to know that it is manual labor, it is, you know, you got to put in the work, um, it's not a holiday, and that's what people... <laughs> yeah. People have to understand that as well. This is not a working holiday. That's true. I speak as a teacher, previous teacher, but I also speak as an administrator because, you know, I'm also in charge of hiring people. And you get people who think this is a paid, you know, working holiday where they work sometimes and then they travel most times. No, it's, it's, it's a job. These, this is actual, these are schools. These are actual schools. These are lives. These exactly. are lives. These are kids. Yeah. These yeah. are kids you're teaching, these, you know? Kid,
3: these schools run
2: all year
3: round that's something that was so yeah yeah but that's another yeah
2: but yeah so as a speaking as an administrator someone who's in a different kind of level in terms of hierarchy in this in the education sector in taiwan it's rough it really is rough uh i started off as a teacher i did administration i started off as a teacher um and it was fun the kids are great um it's it was i enjoyed it but now that i'm an an administrator it's like a different kind of situation altogether but also just to say like you were saying earlier, there are opportunities to do more than just
0: be a teacher
2: just being a teacher you know i was obviously blessed you know god had favor total favor on me to put <laughs> to put me in the position that I am because um, yeah I mean I work hard but you know it, it takes some favor to get you you know the right to, for the right to meet the right people you know and to be you know to even to be liked and you know, and impress the right people kind of thing it was never my intention I just came here to be here you know I was willing to do whatever and I think that also helps if you're just here and you're just w- you're willing to work. And you know that, you know, you're here and you've got you to gotta work hard. Um, and you obviously have to prove yourself because there's a lot of people doing this job. And so, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people teaching here. So, yeah, it's an interesting, it's, a, it's really an interesting life, just the education system. And even the diff. so I was a lecturer in South Africa um, before I came here. I used to lecture communication at a, um... At an FET college in South Africa, actually. Um, And it was, it was interesting. One of the reasons why I pushed more to come and teach English in Asia was actually because I was lecturing communications to adults in South Africa. But honestly, I was a glorified English teacher. I was teaching. English to kids who were supposed to be adults, but they were basically who had missed so much foundational stuff in South Africa's schooling system, and you know, and so I was like, when the opportunity came to teach English, I was like, dude, I'm already doing it. Why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah, why not go somewhere else? You know, learn something new, potentially get paid more, and you know, and actually teach English. Yeah. And so when I came here, that's the background I had. I was a lecturer for about four years, yeah. and so yeah, it was it was it was a transition for sure, from teaching, you know, adults and in an FET college. Woo man, you get eighteen year olds, you get geniuses, you get sixteen year olds who've already gone through matric, the and then you get like forty year old people with who are coming back to school with kids and family mm-hmm. and domestic problems and it was it's crazy and then coming here and you know teaching these kids um, who are you know I was teaching teenagers you know so who are like it's so different the expectations on them their abilities as well like it's I understand why you know Asia and Asians are at the cusp of so many things when it comes to education teaching, and you know and doing so many new things because their education system Although it's a little, like, stringent, it's so results-based, but at the same time, you know, the, the proof is in the pudding. Mm. You can see these kids are smart. They're, you know, they're top, especially tech and all that stuff. They're top of their, top of their game, science, maths. maths. These guys oh, are stuff, up yeah. there. And you can see it starts at a young age. They get pushed
1: at a really young age. And you can see the technology that is in this country, the way it develops. Oh, yeah. It starts from a young age because then they go into university I've even spoken to young kids because, you know, I like to engage them in conversation and find out what it is that they actually want to do. And um, they tell me that some of them want to be pilots, some of them want to be physicists, some of them want to be, um, I think the one kid, he said he wanted to be a president, but another kid was like, oh, no, you call me a president. Because I guess it was not not a pain job or something like that. But, <laughs> but money is an important money is an important thing. So I like I, I like the, the fact that at least you know at the young age they're thinking about their future. Yeah. At the young age when I was young I didn't, I was just thinking about what am I eating tomorrow or what you know when am I going to go home and watch Dragon yeah. Ball Z or something like that. It was just
2: culture definitely makes a difference and the culture here is the two the three most important things. One is an invisible importance. Two education, one education, two family, three money, but no one will tell you that it's a value. Money is a big value in Taiwan, it's huge. But the thing they push the most is family and education. Everything in Taiwan works around those two things, even money. Money goes in there too because money goes in everywhere, I guess. But yeah, so those from that's my experience in teaching, and you know that's that's my experience in teaching here. And in South Africa. And also, you know, the time I've spent here now as an administrator. Um, yeah, so it's been interesting. Okay.
0: So I'd like to know from how how is the culture shock as a South African girl that is Asian? So people just like usually just assume that you understand Chinese, that you know how things run and work here. Whereas you actually were born and raised in South Africa. So how was it for oh, you? That
3: was a, okay, that's, yeah, that's a very good question. Um, so, so just like kind of a little bit background. Um, so I was uh, born and raised in Johannesburg. Um, and my parents are obviously they, they Taiwanese. Um, but growing up, we didn't, like obviously we didn't, you know, come back to Taiwan often. Um, I did come back to study in Taiwan For four years just to learn to speak um, Mandarin and to be able to read Mandarin Um, but that was when I was very very young like from like when I was in grade two and so when we went so uh, we were here in Taiwan for four years and then we left to go back to South Africa and when we went back to South Africa we didn't come back to Taiwan for a very long time until maybe we were in our when we were in our teens but at that time we only came back to um during holidays like this you know december and january holidays and so we would come back to visit family our grandparents and it's it wasn't until maybe you know maybe in our early 20s when we then came back more frequently um to visit our grandparents because they were getting old um my intention i never like, wanted to move to Taiwan, honestly speaking, Um, like, yeah, I have family here, but, you know, when you're traveling for, when you're on holiday, it's, honestly speaking, it's very, very different, Um, you know, families take you places, they order food for you, Um, I mean, you don't really need to have a sense of how things work here, because, you know, you're on holiday, Um, you know, but when we decided to moved to Taiwan again, it was, honestly speaking, it was a huge challenge for me to, to move here, um, and I think, yeah, I think this, you know, for, like, going into our fourth year, there's still, you know, aspects here and there that I'm still struggling with, um, so I can read and I can speak Mandarin, but sometimes people here speak so fast that, I'll have to like stop them and ask them again, and they're less forgiving when it comes to an Asian face. They mm-hmm. kind of like, why don't you understand what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah. they
0: just assume that. Yes, you know. they
3: just assume that you know that I understand you know their lingo and you know just everything. Um, even like when it comes to the food and the culture is something that I'm still struggling with. Um, I think culture, yeah, culture, the working culture the environment it's it's honestly speaking for me it's like so hot here you know like especially when when we first moved here because it was summer um summer here when we moved here and it was very very hot and a lot of people are like oh you know but you're from africa it shouldn't be that bad (laughs) isn't it this hot in africa no it is (laughs) not this hot in africa um, then why is your skin brown? Yeah, so you're just <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> so there's a no, lot of stuff sand. like that.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, it's not the sun. Um, Actually, yeah. no. Quick story. Sorry yeah. to interrupt, since we're on this topic. But yeah, so once I was in class teaching, you know, talking about South Africa, and this topic came up. It was not hot, and I was like, Yeah, it's hot. The sun's hot, but you go in the shade, it's cool. And and then I was, and then they're like, Oh, teacher, but you know, you're brown. Obviously. You spend too much time in the sun. I was like, no, I'm brown because I was born this way. And they were like, nah. Mm. And I said to them, okay, what do you think I looked like when I was born? And they were like, teacher, you were white. You were white when you were born, and then you're, you're like, you just spent too much time in the sun.
0: Yeah.
2: And I literally had to Google pictures of black, of black people wow. and, and brown babies and say, look, that's a newborn baby. Wow. Brown. And they were like, that's impossible. I said, no, it's, it's biology. We're not no, all really,
0: they don't tanned because it, of the sun. Of them. They don't, I don't think it's something they talk about here. No. no.
2: Also, their grandparents,
0: they,
2: God bless them, have their, <laughs> obviously, they, it's one of those urban legends. They're trying to keep kids. One of the things they're trying to do is keep their kids out of the sun. Two reasons. One, because being light-skinned in Taiwan as well is glorified. Yes. You're beautiful, you're whatever. Actually, the that same goes everywhere. to
0: uh, makeup shops as well. You don't find dark colors. I struggle when I'm yeah. looking for something. I have to order online because in Taiwan you only find the the light colors. You don't find well, dark also because they don't
2: have they're not. No,
0: besides like, even people. even for <laughs> <you> <laughs>
2: oh, It's get. a mono ethnic, mono cultural even guy so,
0: sure. you should have variety. I'm not going to name stores, but you should for a big some store, international stores. Have... But
2: at the same time, I think you know if. I'm a makeup store, and I have a branch in Taiwan. I'm probably gonna give. I'm gonna. We're gonna customize the the shades.
0: Like, but I mean, so that place doesn't have visitors. Bring you places. If you're a <laughs> visitor, bring your own. The airport you know only <laughs> allows a certain <laughs> amount of money.
2: I understand why, but I think it's definitely something that should change. Yeah. And even yes. like the culture in terms of everywhere in the world. Look in South Africa, it's not like. We have things called yellow bones. So we also have mm-hmm. our issues in South Africa yes. right, with light skin, dark skin. But it's it's worse here because they're just used to light skin people. And so even to the to the point where they even think everyone is born the same color.
0: Yes.
2: And we just... Because their parents scare them. and grandparents scare them. Don't stand too much. Don't stand too much in the sun. Otherwise, you'll be like,
0: teach no, you know, really You'll are, be brown. They're really afraid of the sun. I, I know we've got friends... And his mom, whenever she drives out, she wears gloves, she wears everything. She has a hat that she puts on in the car. You're going to be driving in the car. but <laughs> And
2: the cars it's, are tinted too. Exactly tint.
0: Heavily tinted. So they're, afraid. So they're really afraid I mean, look, of the really sun. Afraid.
2: Scientifically speaking, and I could be wrong, but we're all closer to the equator. The sun is much stronger yes. here yes. than it is in South Africa. So even us, actually, let's not even lie. Even us when we're outside... We avoid we that put, sun, sun here here because that like thing it, 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 will the sun here will kill you.
0: Much,
3: yeah, you. It will, it will really kill, kill you. I think ten minutes here is basically like our so
1: That's a scooter ride, and then you just another you know,
0: shade out really there. Another shade I, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's Almost Great,
2: super
0: who's this person.
3: Speaking of like different different like ethnicities, that's something that you know that I definitely miss and. You oh. know, in Taiwan yeah. yes. I mean yeah, miss living here in Taiwan because I'm so used to like seeing you know different you know getting to know different cultures, like seeing different ethnicities. Um, you know growing up in yeah, South Africa, all oh, my friends are like different races my and <laughs> <laughs> And so so that's something that I, that I really miss And something that you were speaking about Cebu is that what you were asking me is um, connecting with people here. For me it has been so so difficult because you know I'm obviously you know speaking English it, it's easier for me to you know build relationships and communicate with people you know through in through speaking English but most of the people that or foreigners that we've met obviously they either not from South Africa or we just have like a kind of like a different cultural background and understanding so it's been difficult to like make the connections and when you went for for me trying to make connections with Taiwanese people um obviously they're not, not going to be willing to speak English to you but you know I'm almost like having to translate what I would say in English to Mandarin to connect with them but they don't speak that way mm, you know sure. and so sometimes like that they, they will look at me like I'm you know, funny or something like. Yeah. Why are you asking me how I'm doing? You know, because yeah. most of the time in, t- in Taiwan they ask like, "Have, you, have eaten? you eaten?" or they just have like a different way of speaking. Yeah. Even the young people, um, what they find funny, I don't find funny. <laughs> what they like to listen to and watch on TV, oh, I ha- it to- yeah. I miss it. You, you know? are basically
1: South African. Yeah. Yeah. You South are South African. You, you know? are he just African. Looks Taiwanese. You so look Taiwanese. You just look
3: Taiwanese. That's the that's yeah. like the but very they don't know
1: that. yes. That's a that's a thing.
3: So. You know, every year people meet me and or like you know, and they'll always ask me like, oh, like you know, how like how has it been in Taiwan? And I will tell them you know the things I I struggle with, and they just totally don't understand. They think maybe because you know Taiwan's too fast for me, like the lifestyle's too fast. Because honestly speaking, like even as simple as down to the something so simple as um, cuisine, I I can't do like the food here. You know, I can do it once a day like for one meal. I've
2: never heard you say cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> it the first time in my
3: life. So it's yeah, so it's been a challenge Keep and a people every day. Yeah. <laughs> So people and Taiwanese people. a lot of chinese people don't understand why I struggle so much being in Taiwan. Um so so yeah, it's been really interesting living here. Thanks for sharing that. I have a
0: personal question. You don't have to answer it if you guys don't want to answer it. Taiwan is... I got it. Taiwan is a very traditional place. Like, everyone. There's still temples. That same old temple that was there 100 years ago is still there, trust me. And the same things they were doing 100 years ago is... still happening. Food. Nothing has changed. Everything is so traditional. And the old people do things the same way. Yes. Now, I know how they feel. We spoke about this in, our, in the previous episode. We spoke about color and how weird it is for us to walk outside because they don't understand and how they follow you with the camera because they don't understand. <laughs> it
2: still happens in 2021, it's guys. Happening. Don't think it doesn't it's happen. Happening.
0: I don't think it's a problem from our own country. It's everywhere. Yes. I just wanted to ask you guys, as a multiracial uh, married couple... Sure. How do you guys feel? Because I know they're very traditional. When they see you, like, are they used to it? Is it a different reaction all the time? How do they feel? Because there's not many people. There are not many multiracial uh, couples here. So as a couple... Especially not, not
2: uh, the male, black male and Asian female. Yes. There's a lot of different ones. Mostly white male. And, you
0: know, yeah, so it's, we hardly see black guys. Black well, male.
3: Most of the time people think we're dating. Which you know, I'm like
0: defensive. Yeah, I'm
3: like.
0: But is it like a different treatment, or how how do you feel? You're
3: Actually, right, in Taiwan, you can talk about it.
0: oh, you yeah. have maybe
3: I'm like totally oblivious. <laughs> um, but like most most of the time, it's been okay for me because I think also people don't really, you know, like I feel like Asian people are shy asking questions already. You know. Yeah. So they don't, they're not like, they won't ask you a question directly. They'll, who knows, maybe whisper about <laughs> it after we've left the store or something like that. Um, but, but for most part for me, it's been okay. Um, sometimes it bothers me that people just assume that we're dating, you know, yeah. or that we just...
0: That's a, that's a small problem.
3: I know, but, but, but it's only because I don't have You know you're like,
0: though, like... Like I, it's... Yeah, most of the time
3: it's because I don't encounter any, you know, big issues um, or questions that people are, you know, asking. um, But for most of, yeah, for most part, it's been, it's been fine for me. Um, People don't, people look, but I just assume they're looking at my husband.
1: (laughs) 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 Come I mean, they are. They probably are. But
2: actually, this is the, this is funny. This is where I want to start this. We are used to it. Actually, that's what I wanted to actually say. And this is something my wife also has forgotten. It was South the Africa? same in South Africa. Yeah. yeah. It was the same in South Africa. Then because they, they look, saw and, me yeah. and they saw her. And they were like, why is he with...
3: Is oh that, actually that's she's true. She's an
2: Asian girl. Why is he with yeah. And I'm a black I'm a black person, but I hang out with black people in black yeah, places too. True yeah. Like I've taken her to the townships, I've taken her everywhere and people are like, What is going on? you know? <laughs> yeah. And so it's 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 the same. It's just yeah. different in the sense that I am now the the topic now. Yes. yes. In South Africa it's true. her. it was yeah. for her. In yeah. yeah. South Africa was usually oh, yeah. her. And I had to like, you know, get into some issues with people. You know, and they come up,
0: hey, China, China, yeah, ching-chong. Yeah. And I'll be like, dude. No, we don't see And then that. I
2: have to use switch to Fanak,
0: straight
2: up. And so it, it was the same in South Africa. It's just different now because in South Africa, it's home. I'm comfortable. I'm the majority. Most of the time, I'm dealing with my own people. But don't and you I mean- know how to deal with my own people. The difference now here is that, first of all, Besides us being together, I'm a black person in Asia.
0: Yes, that, that So alike. that
2: alone is enough—a <laughs> load on its own. Yeah. And then on top of that, I'm a black, per- I'm a black man in Asia with an Asian girl. So there's even that sort, sort so like territorialness you get sometimes. Yes. And She's like, I, like I, I always part. say, it's the, the old people bless their souls, but they have no filters. They have, they look, they stare you know we'll be sitting on our scooter sometimes and obviously she'll be behind me and she'll they be even come me. out of their and then they people will turn and they'll open their visors <laughs> and
0: they'll be like uh what's, what's, the heck is this?
2: what's happening what's what is this you know and so it's it happens all the time and they, the surprise they get you know and i see it in their faces and sometimes i even do it deliberately like we'll be at a shop she will go first and stand at the cashier and then i'll come behind her and usually the first thing they ask is, are you paying together? Oh. Because they don't, they're just like, why are you standing so close oh. to this Asian person? Stand back, you've got your own stuff, pay for your own things. Yeah. And then I'll kiss her. And then they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, yeah, exactly. Hello guys, uh, welcome to whatever, you know. Yeah. And so it's been interesting, but I think...
0: But don't you think it was a little bit better in South Africa because South Africa it was is worse. It was actually really? worse in
3: South Africa.
2: Because,
0: I mean, we're used to it. Like, we have white no. and black. We have... Different.
2: Like, the problem in South Africa is we're forward.
0: Oh, the yeah, difference is have, it's yes. oh, probably they worse don't say it's they probably
2: worse say. in their minds here
0: okay but in
2: South Africa it's worse because, because
0: they're very vulgar the yeah. last so so half people are saying. always coming hey what's going on guys yeah, yeah. Going yeah. you guys have to know yes, so you're so Chinese and I'm like
2: she's not can even I Chinese can I take a
0: photo yes did I ask for
2: photos so that like
3: Actually, yeah, you know, you're right because in Taiwan they're not as vocal. No, they're That's not. it they could be worse in their the minds
2: and on social media because they've taken pictures. That's why they're of taking us. photos. have take taken uh, pictures uh, of us. They've done.
3: Yeah, in South Africa, they'll
2: I've noticed the stairs. <laughs> ah, yes, in South Africa, they stare. Like and they're and they're because scared. I'm a black person and I understand most of the vernaculars, Yes,
0: they'll be like, Yes, my money, got your money in
2: China, the
3: champion
0: in China, you in China, 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 blah, blah,
2: <laughs> And I'm just like, Guys, I can, I'm literally
3: listening. The we are going to events and being asked, but that's a nice thing, being asked to take
0: pictures. Like, yeah. But still, what do they do with the but photo? It, That's look, something It's, alfrican, it's, like, it's interesting, do though, because in
2: South Africa, it's almost... I won't lie. As a black person, it's celebrity status in South Africa. Yeah. Because you get more
0: people, hey, you're not the of the trip. yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's you it's feel, like, feel popular? And it's like, yeah,
2: yeah okay, <laughs> okay, okay, guys, come down, come down. But here, it's
1: different. They even
0: know you as a guy. Oh,
1: it's the guy doing your time. They don't care about your name. The guy with the girl, Pick and pay. Caltex,
2: wherever we went, they always knew. That, that guy, that guy with the China, that one, In the China, that one. Yes, we're all easy. Where's your girl? Go- Every time I go somewhere that, like, where's your
3: girlfriend? Yeah. yeah.
2: That was the night. That's a difference. And so that way they were more like accepting. forward, but they were more accepting. Yes. It was an exciting thing. For most people, they were excited to see it. They were like, "Yeah, guys, mix it up." You know, like people coming, be like, hey, "How did you, did you? Give me some tips." You know, <laughs> you know. What it was fun. It was The difference here is people are quiet, but you can tell the judgment by the looks.
0: Yes. You know,
2: so... And also, obviously, her parents, but we can talk about yeah.
0: that. That's uh, another... That's, a, that's, that's like, another... two <laughs> 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 episodes. That was Of course, I'm sure it was tough for families. Like when, oh, yeah. Because this is like what's happening yeah, outside now yeah. when you're coming yes. into the family. It must have been... It's always. It's always difficult. cool. It's
2: always fun unless... Until it comes but I to think your it's house. like
0: that for every home. That's what I'm In saying. Every for every country. home, it's always As soon cool. as you you yes. do something different from what's been done, mm-hmm. it's always going to be a, a problem. problem somehow. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, guys. It has been
2: interesting, though. Yeah.
0: Is there anything you want to give advice to the listeners about Taiwan? Because it was really great that you guys could share with us today.
3: Sure. And
0: You know, what can you tell somebody that's longing to come here? Like, what can you say to encourage them to, you know... I know that, you know...
2: I think the biggest encouragement I can give people... Just not... And I I don't want to just keep it to Taiwan. The biggest encouragement I give to someone is... Break out of the comfort zone of being at home... With your South African job, South African style, lifestyle... Umdu says, you know, Kasi, I grew up here, I don't want to leave here. Break out of that. Because you can always yeah. come yeah. back. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, my old. My good. dad always told me one thing. He said, try everything outside of this house. Because if anything goes wrong, you can come back. Your home mm. will still be here. I will still be here. Your mom, even if we're not, like, you've got a found You've, got a, you've base. got a foundation. You know, South Africa will always be home. And I know, even if they start burning it down, it's still home. I can always go back. But. That gives me the courage to leave, because I can. I know I can always go home. Get out. If you are even itching to do something that is not normal, if you wherever you want to go doesn't have to be Taiwan, find a way to do it and face your fears and just go. Mm. Get out of the comfort zone because you're not going to grow if you just. And it's such a cliche. People know this, mm. but people have this fear, and I have many but friends. had uh, have, we, we all have that fear. Yes, though.
0: I have we colleagues here today. today we're all scared four to, years uh-huh. later,
2: who are still asking me,
0: "Help me! I want to." And I know they don't want
2: to leave. Yeah, I really uh, want to get out of here. I really want to. The try. heart is there. Yes, but you've got to step out uh, and suffering. just yeah. bite the bullet and take the leap of faith. Yeah. Just do it. Mm-hmm. My thing is find a way. I mean, our stories. The the best I think because we kind of had it easier. We were headhunted and that's how we got out. But to actually search, research, apply, mm. and actively, intentionally yeah. get out—that takes courage. And that's what people should do. Just do it.
0: Yes, you mustn't wait for the fire to. No, die. there's, no, no, there's, there's no, go no, no, there's no, there's no the signs, head-hand. no signs, nothing. <laughs> the
2: sign that you're going is if that is when is when you get the ticket the to first, go. That's yeah,
3: the sign. Exactly. And I think my encouragement would be to obviously I, I like what you said earlier when you were talking about how you know like it's hard living overseas you know but like actually try and do it and have and and have that courage to like leave but also um, from our experiences like give yourself the grace to adapt oh, you yes. know because mm, a lot of yes. people they come to a They're place they give
2: themselves a chance
3: yeah and then they, want, they they feel like they should fit in you know because you know all these things but. Honestly speaking, it takes a lot. You will be of, homesick. Yeah, you will be homesick. It takes a long time to even feel like re, like yourself. Yes. you know. And it takes people, and people are different. It takes people like three months to a year. And I mean, like for me, I'm Taiwanese, but at the but I'm still you know struggling you here. and today, adapt, still this, adapting. Yeah, still adapting. And and so to just like give yourself the grace um, to. to to be okay to miss home to be okay to to know that you're not okay to to give yourself the grace to like you know just take it day by day because i think a lot of people miss that and then they they end up just leaving and then they they, then they miss out on what could potentially be great you know Mm -hmm. um and then they also miss out on seeing the beauty of a place yes
2: and pray yes nothing nothing is worth doing without prayer First,
0: because you must just remember no matter what you do there's always that guy that's next to you he is there all the time so even if you feel fear don't worry you can't see him but he's there without yeah exactly (laughs) i wouldn't have made it
2: this far without him so yeah guys so
0: we really appreciate you guys We've been chilling with the files for a very long time now. And the reason why we're still chilling is because you heard yeah. for yourself, they are the realist. We really appreciate you guys. We that's, love you guys. Thank you. And yes, we hope to hear from you again. We will be doing another episode. Don't worry, we'll be back. We still need to talk about Kwan's parents. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Let's get to that because people need to hear that. Yeah, too. they need to know. And ourselves. understand
1: that. You can yeah. do it, but it's. It's, but anyway, Sapir,
0: you want to say something? No, I'm
1: all good. I'm all good.
0: <laughs> you were very quiet today. No,
1: I, I'm allowing everyone to communicate, you know, have fun. It's a, you know, it's a podcast. Everyone needs to be able to say what they think and I have said what I had to say in the second part. So, maybe in the third part, the, the fourth episode, we'll see where it goes. But yeah.
0: Okay, thank you everyone for listening to us today or tonight or wherever you are while you're listening. Remember, we have our Facebooks, mini. And remember just to, you know, send me a message. Tell me what you want to hear. Because we're here to give you what you want to hear. Remember, God is love. We love you.